You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engine! Triangle Tire, Tires for Life presents Dave's Corner Garage. The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed can sometimes be accompanied by hand gestures, which your sister may find offensive, but you think are hilarious. There's one in every family. Buckle in, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car query? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Oh, that got, got my eardrums rattling there. Huh? <laughs> well, it's that time of year. Spring is here. Spring is here. It's going to be like double digits uh, in a couple of days. A couple of days. It's It's crazy. I know, I know, and people are calling the, calling the phones, ringing off the hook. i got to get my winter tires off before they melt. Yeah, exactly. How many calls a day are you getting these days? Oh, at least five or six, and yeah. it's usually, can I come over now? No. <laughs> <laughs> get in line. You know, unfortunately, because of COVID or whatever, lots of businesses have had trouble with staffing, you know, and sure. um, people moved on. Try to, yep. And then, yep. then and then certainly in, in our blue-collar trade, too, mm-hmm. uh, hard to find techs. It yep. really is, yeah. So, you know, if, you, if you're having a hard time, you know, if Al won't service you, come to my house. My, my, <laughs> rates are, my rates are five times as high as Al's, but I've got all the tools. I can switch you over from your winters to your summers. No problem. Oh, really? And, yeah. And how many cars can you get in your garage at one time? Uh, you know, a couple. A couple? Yeah. Well, you know what? We've got a special guest today who's going to show you how to get four in the garage. At least. <laughs> At least. <laughs> Michael Pula is here. Michael, Michael Pears, sorry. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Good, good, good. So you're going to explain to us in a little while how to get a lift, how to get more, more use out of your limited space. Yeah, we spend a lot of time doing it, making sure everybody's very happy uh-huh. and they have space for their cars. Really? Yeah, yeah really cool. Like, every time I speak with Michael, I learn more about um, storage lifts, you know, and I thought I knew it because I like I'm around lifts all the time and and whatever you got lifts at your shop, one hundred percent. But you know, yours are service lifts. I've, I see these storage lifts in all these crazy places that I go. But there's so much cool technology, and you know, you can go from you know sort of cost effective to really cool custom installations. Yeah, no, we'd been talking in the green room, and and uh, you know, I mean, you would think it, in the old days it was two posts, and then they went to four posts, and 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 now they've progressed to the point where they can do it all on one post. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. you know, you, it mm-hmm. doesn't. It's not big and ugly. Or that was the other thing too. Is you said when they're doing custom installations where where Mama says, "I don't want to see that ugly thing." You got a way to hide it. That's amazing. We do, and you're running into it all the time. Is that they're spending so much money on their garage? They're sending so much money on their cars. They mm-hmm. want the lift to match the garage. They don't want just some cheap lift that won't fit, that won't look right. So you get custom colors, you get custom sizes. You want to make sure you've got the headroom so somebody can walk underneath the lift. Oh, wow. All right, of course, and uh, 
things are going crazy as uh, far as insurance too. You know, our rates are going up and up and up. Oh uh, like, yeah, no like kidding. Gasoline and everything else. Yeah, and, and more uh, more cars are getting stolen from my neighborhood because they like parking their hundred thousand dollar SUVs outside. Well, that's probably one of the reasons why they're going up. I mean, we've got Elliot Silverstein from CAA who's going to be talking about insurance. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're happy to come and give you a boost or give you some gas, but they have all kinds of other products, and uh, you got to be joining up. Yeah, well, you know, they've, they've got some very interesting uh, insurance products, including MyPace, which is very cool. We've talked about it before on the show. And uh, also we have uh, David Pullett from Triangle Tire calling in later. Yeah, and speaking of tires. Speaking it's, of tires. Speaking it, of tires. It's it time, time for summer tires. Exactly. And, and uh, well, it's funny you call them summer tires because, you know, it's, is, it, is it all season? Is it summer? Is it winter? It's or snow. I mean, wow. those are terms that we always used to use. Yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's a, it's a performance tire for my summer tire. Oh, as a matter of fact, you know what I did see on your uh, on your YouTube channel. You were talking about well, Americans are gonna they get to choose well because on tires, but we don't here in Canada. And and one of those choices was a a summer tire. Yes, yeah. Sometimes you get a you get a summer performance tire option in the U.S. that you can't get here. Yeah, you know. In fact, in fact, I remember even going back a couple of years, people going, "Well, I got an SUV, so I don't need to get all weather. I don't need to get winter tires." Duh, eh? Yeah, okay. And it turned out the BMW, one of those, came with actual summer tires, not all season. For sure. Yeah. So it was uh, it was imperative that they had to know what they had on the car. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, well, all wheel drive is amazing for for traction and and you know starting up and getting up and going and all that stuff. But when it comes to uh, braking, if you're on summer tires in the winter, forget it. Right, right, right. Because someone made me not be touching. <laughs> 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 this is Dave's Corner Garage. We got an exciting hour for you. And uh, right after the break, Michael Pears is going to be back talking about. Auto loft and auto lifts, and give us a quite a lift. And you got too many cars? We'll figure out where to store them and how to store them. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. This is Brian Max back in studio, not calling in from a coffee shop in Southern California. Here with my, <laughs> my pal Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and Michael Parrish from uh, the Auto Loft. Great Good to morning. Have you, great to have you in well, studio. Thanks very much for having me. I'm pleasure to be here. Where's your other half, your partners with Sandra? Oh, she's at home listening right now. Ah, okay. You think she'll have anything, like, critique or, or anything later on? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, she, she'll she, come, can, she can always call in. She, <laughs> 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 Don't put the number out there, please. Well, you forgot to mention this. and wh- <laughs> 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 We're not perfect, eh? We try. No. We really do. But we're here for fun, and uh, we do have notes, but sometimes things Some, get missed. Yeah, yeah, you know, I made, a, I made a little flub last week. We're going to move on from that one, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll blame it on uh, California sunshine. <laughs> now, you started off, actually, as uh, a car guy. You've always been a car guy, you yeah. say. And a racer. And, and, oh, and, and a racer, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah he's a racer. He's so you got two racers in studio, Al. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, well, but point being, though, that, I mean, you got multiple cars. Well, we started off, I think it was about 12 years ago, I think we had 12 personal cars. 12 personal cars. <laughs> 12 personal cars. <laughs> and over the years, we've been reducing the, our fleet, and I was told that a number of years ago, at one point in time, we got a dog by the name of Porsche. I was told that was that year it was the only Porsche I was allowed to buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. But so over the time, we've actually been reducing, but it all started because we had so many cars, we had to place them somewhere. And Sandra made the mistake at that point in time saying, you know, if we're going to st- store our cars, why not store others? So we started off with 3,000 square feet. We're now up to 16,000 square feet. The, uh, we basically are now continuing to look to expand because we have excess demand for storage as well as the car lifts. 
that we sell, mm-hmm. and the the selling and installing and purchasing and bringing in a, uh, the car lifts was a, a beautiful offshoot to actually storing the cars. And when we started putting those in, people were wanting to see them, and we immediately transitioned that into actually installing the lift. So now the beauty is people can actually come to our facility. They can see where they can store cars, but you can also see the lifts. So not only do we have our own lifts there, but we actually have competitors' lifts. So you can see the quality of their lifts. You can see the differences. And it's the only place you can actually do that. So there's some really good competitors out there that we're happy to show their lifts. And if we can't supply what they're looking for, we're happy to say this is a company you should be talking to. They will do what you need. Well, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, the weather is so crazy here in Toronto. So, for example, this particular week, uh, we're going to have some days of double digits, right? And if the road is dry, um, I'm going to want access to my car immediately. Um, and, and if it's stored off-site, well, it, it takes time. I, I can't just drive over to your place and get a car immediately, not without you knowing beforehand that we're coming, right? That's a very good question, and that's correct. Because we put so many cars into the one space, um, and in springtime, there's basically a, a guaranteed commitment that says your car doesn't come out basically before April 15th. Okay. And the way we're putting the cars in, we have a staggered pace to bring them actually out. But we're not off-site. Where, you at, where we're in the Bermondsey area in Toronto, so Don Valley and Eglinton area, all the cars are actually there. Mm. So you can uh, come and see your car. You can come and uh, visit the facility, see what's there. You can actually take a look at the other cars at the lifts. But to bring them in or bring them out in the spring, as you're talking about, it is a staggered approach. People start booking when they're going to be coming out. So as an example, Wednesday of next week, cars start leaving. And so Sandra will be reaching out to, let's say, Brian, say, Brian, your car is ready. Would you like it? Brian says, no. Okay, we'll be pulling it out, putting it back in. But we want to make sure the insurance is back on at that point in time because everybody goes to fire and theft through the winter. Right. So mm-hmm. the beauty is yep. if there's in a certified storage facility, you can reduce your to fire and theft. You don't need full coverage. All right. No, no, this is getting way too long. I, you know, I was just trying to lead you into something here, and you're giving <laughs> me the whole, you know, the whole novel here. The whole point being is if you want to have access to your car, park two in your own driveway. Absolutely. In your own garage. And that's what we say. So what we're saying is basically it's a much cheaper alternative to actually put a lift in your garage if you have the space. Most garages do have space. It's a lot cheaper to go up than it is to go out. Mm-hmm. So put a lift in. Um, most lifts we can make to uh, fit your garage also fit your cars. And the first question, the lead in, the next thing is the first question people want to know, will a lift fit in my garage? And mm-hmm. the question is never will a lift fit. The question is, do I have enough ceiling height for my two vehicles to fit in my garage? Right, because the car is the car obviously is going to be four feet tall, and you're going to have to go four feet above so you need that headspace. Exactly. And so that's what it always comes down to. So the first question I'll always be asking is, let's turn it around for you, John, and say, John, what are the two vehicles? I have a Ferrari F30 and I have an SUV. Which SUV? This is the height you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Then we go and say, which lift is actually going to work for you? Right. I mean, basically, I, I guess the guy could just say, or you could say, take a picture of the inside of the garage, okay? Because I know there's some, for example, if, especially if there's rooms above, they could have a pretty low, low ceiling, which could, uh, you know, be stucco or, or drywall or something like that. But in a lot of them, I mean, in my own house, for example, there's nothing above my my roof of my garage. So I do have a peaked area that goes up and up. And, you know, you, a lot of people build lofts or hang yep. stuff from, you know, from hooks and stuff. But that is the space that you would be pushing that car into. Exactly. And even, even if you've got a... a 
a room above the garage, and a lot of the buildings now do. Mm-hmm. What those buildings are also doing is they're putting a steel beam, an I-beam, to basically hold the uh, the strength or the the weight of the room above. Right. But what you can do, even in that case, is you can actually position the car past the beam or around the beam, so as you lift the car up, the lower portion of the car is where the beam is. The higher portion goes past the beam, right. and we reposition the roof, just oh, like we have cool. in here. Oh, 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 right. So you only have to go as far as the height of the hood, let's say. That's right. correct. Not That's necessarily correct. the roof. I'm learning something. I know. That. This is great. <laughs> All right, Michael, thank you. We'll be back talking about hoists and where to store them afterwards. And um, insurance, too. Well, after speaking of insurance, we're going to be talking to Elliot um, from, uh, where is he? CAA. CAA. How did I forget? <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman and Michael Pierce from the Auto Loft. And joining us on the phone is our pal, Elliot Silverstein from CAA. Elliot, how are you? Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. Good morning. Rising costs of insurance or rising costs of everything to operate your car. Gas prices went up when I was in California. And restaurants have gone crazy, but that's a story for another day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, how are you? I'm great. Thank you. And well, I mean, you, I, obviously your rates must have gone up as well, but 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 there's reasons for it. Why is insurance going up? Well, there's a, there's a number of factors that are going on. So so different companies uh, uh, remove their uh, uh, COVID uh, relief at different points, but at the same time, as you said, we're we're seeing a lot of rising costs and inflation. So different different companies um, have taken different measures at different times. But I think what that really spells for a lot of consumers is it's a good time to take a look at what your costs are because, again, a lot of people, and we've talked about this so many times before, they just don't look at their insurance, they don't understand what is in their coverage, and they just simply let it roll over. But are they getting the best coverage? Are they getting the best price? Um, and it, it just takes a little bit of time to talk to a broker or agent to see if there's a solution for them, a product or, or a, a company that may be best suited for them. Well, how much difference in terms of just coverage can that affect the actual price that you're paying for insurance? Well, I mean, I mean, it really depends because again, different different companies offer different types of services. So mm-hmm. again, you know, you know, you want you want to make sure you get the right type of coverage. So if you haven't looked at your insurance policy in a number of years, and and your life circumstances have changed, you may, you may not be having sufficient coverage for what you want um, in case of a situation. So you know, understanding what your deductible is, even simple things like that, knowing what those types of costs may be, um, people may not look at that. And then once they're in a situation, they have to ask themselves, well, what's my deductible? And then they kind of scratch their head going. Why did I sign up for that? And then, you know, again, that's why we encourage people at least once a year to look at your insurance and, and really try to understand what's in there and ask the questions. Right. I mean, we, we had a situation ourselves where we had a flood. You know, we're talking about home insurance now, mm-hmm. but we, we had a flood and I just assumed it would be covered. And they went, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wow. How come I didn't know that? Well, because, duh, I didn't read the policy like a whole lot of people do. And, and that's the challenge, I think, you know, really as, as things go on. And for a lot of people, again, over the last three years, they, they let a lot of their, their services and, and, and their contracts just sort of roll over. And that's the opportunity now where you can say, listen, is now a good time? Um, how are my driving habits? What am I doing? Do I need more? Are my, are my, is my, has my family situation changed? Really understanding it, but even bundling. You know, having your home and auto insurance, to your point, um, seeing what options are out there because there may be ways to find savings just by bringing your two types of insurance together. I, my two kids moved out. Would that necessarily cost me less money? 
Well, I mean, it depends how your policy is structured. So, uh. again, you know, there's, there's there's different ways in how they're how they're set up if they're on your uh, on your policy, whether they're a primary driver or a secondary driver. But again, that that's you know, again, where life circumstances have changed. You know, some people add on kids as they as they start their driving experience, and then you know they come off at different points. But again, you want to have that opportunity to um, to talk to a broker or talk to an agent so they can find the best solution for you. Right. Well, I, I meant more along the lines of my house insurance, you know, and, uh, you know, kids doing something wrong in their bedroom, you know. I remember one of my kids. Well, no, no, no. I don't know what goes on in your house, Al. I'm only talking, like, to, to change the mood, for example. I had one of my kids was really big in candles at a certain point in time. Oh, boy. And we'd always go, you got to be really careful with those, eh? Well, now she doesn't live there, so I don't have to worry about candles or my house burning down. That's true. Now, customizing insurance, I mean, that was one of the big things that came out with that you guys came out, which was my pace. Um, that's still a good problem. That's still a good um, thing to have. Absolutely. You know, really, what we've seen over the last five years. I mean, my pace is about to celebrate its fifth anniversary, and uh, we've seen thousands of people move over to my pace. It's available in Ontario and Atlantic Canada, and you know, really, what we've seen is that we've seen you know thousands of people save a considerable amount of money on their insurance when they're only being charged based on the amount they drive. And again. People's lifestyles have changed. Not everybody is back at work five days a week. Some people are only work one day a week or, or not at all. And again, you know, they're, they're saving so much on, on gas and, and on other um, wear and tear of their vehicle. Why not save money on your insurance at the same time? Yeah, to- totally, totally agree. Um, th- so in my neighborhood, Elliot, the, the car the SUVs get stolen all the time, and and we we're hearing lots about vehicles getting stolen, and and now some you know the police are getting involved in recovering cars. But is is it affecting the business side of uh, automobile insurance? All of these thefts. Well, well, it is because again, you're, you're seeing the frequency of it, and there's, and there's two parts to it. <clears throat> there's there's responding to the situations that happen, but there's also the ways to try and you know limit or reduce the chances of theft. Um, you know, again, we, we talk about a lot of the solutions you know for what consumers can do. Um, if you have multiple vehicles, putting your lesser valued vehicle <clears throat> closer to the to the street so that it makes it harder for your more expensive vehicle to be stolen. Garage it if you can. Um, but even things like the steering locks, the old club, things like that can, can be a deterrent because it takes longer for somebody looking to steal the car to actually get to it. So there's things that you can do. But but again, you know, from an insurance perspective, you don't want to be that individual who, who calls up and says, my car was stolen. You get a new vehicle. And then six weeks, six months later, you call again saying my car has been stolen again because that does become a bit of a challenge because, you know, there's that, that repeat occurrence and you don't want that to happen. So, you know, it is a situation that is growing. I know and I've seen firsthand that law enforcement and different uh, industry partners are working together to try and find solutions to this, but it's not going to be fixed in a day. And I think it's, it's a shared responsibility where, um, you know, the public, the consumers have to really um, be vigilant. You know, even if it's sharing video footage from your, from your house, if you have it of suspicious activity, all that goes a long way. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a Lexus uh, SUV parked uh, not far from my house, sitting sitting outside, perfectly positioned to be stolen. And, and that's the challenge is that you know again those those are the attractive pieces, and 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 we're hearing that that you know there are people that are scoping out certain areas and keeping track of what's out there. And the more that you can do to to reduce that risk, um, you know, even using a Faraday bag and keeping your your uh, your fobs uh, covered up and away from the front of the house to reduce the frequency. Uh, the signal from being reached, th- those all go a long way. I mean, will it will it prevent it? Not necessarily. Will it reduce it? Certainly. And I think that's the important part is that we can reduce it even somewhat. We're moving ourselves further ahead. Yeah, exactly. A couple simple steps and, and you've reduced the likelihood of your, your vehicle getting stolen. Exactly.
My neighbor has a Highlander. <laughs> it's parked, ready to go. <laughs> I, I, I'm so amazed, you know. And, and what people have to understand is, too, is that even if the insurance company is happy to replace your car, the dealer doesn't have one anyways. That's right. Yeah. Elliot, people want to find out more about the product. How do they do that? Best place to go is caainsurancecompany.com for more information. All right. And if you need a tow, you uh, you can call them, too. They do that, right? Absolutely. caainsco.com. And uh, make sure you have a membership card available. Exactly. And, and if you're not a member, join up, get the insurance. They bundle all that together, and you're going to save big money. Elliot, thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. Have a great weekend. <laughs> all right. After the break, Michael Perez is going to come back. Um, I'm sure he's got some questions. So I, you know, I want to ask Elliot, like, if you keep stacking cars up, you got to tell your insurance company? Typically, no, because your insurance is still covered on the cars. There's nothing different. It's just how you're positioning them in the garage. All right, we got to wrap. This is uh, Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max, finally back in Canada with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and Michael Paris from the Auto Loft. And Michael, we've been talking about storing cars, and yep. you know, let's say, let's say, you know, I, we talked earlier. You got a, you've got a Miata from a few years ago, and you know you can fit it in your garage, but you don't want to spend a lot of money on a lift. What sort of options do you have? Well, basically, the, the you have all kinds of different options. The basic and least expensive option is always to go with a four post. Mm -hmm. The four posts are the cheapest option, not in quality, but just that they, because they make so many of them and they're so easy to produce, they are the less expensive model. Many different suppliers all across Canada and all through the U.S., some you get online, some you can install yourself. Uh, ours, of course, we, in, we guarantee warranty and install everything ourselves. Our prices can be a little bit higher, uh, but there are good quality lifts out there that you can get online and install it yourself. The, the biggest thing you always want to be aware of is, do I have the space in the garage? What's the size of the car I want to put on and under? Part of the problem you can run into is that you can be considering the smallest lift and realize it may not meet with the vehicle I want to put underneath. So as you were saying, right. you want to put an SUV underneath, a small lift doesn't do the job anymore because I need to get that lift up higher to get the Miata up so I can put the SUV underneath. And yeah, well, not, not just in terms of height, but also width. And width. Right? So the, this this uh, this big SUV I'm driving today, it's massive. Exactly. And outside to outside, you have to pay attention to the space between the posts so you can get that large SUV underneath. Part of the problem that will happen in the case you're also talking about is if I go to a bigger, taller lift for it to accommodate the SUV, all of a sudden the runways that are on top might be too wide for the Miata. Mm, right. So you run into little problems like that. So if you remember back when you when all of us were kids, cars were narrower. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at, like if you look at an old Porsche compared to a new Porsche, Oof. look how much fatter the car is and wider the car is. That's right. So the lifts have to accommodate that. Whereas the old Porsche, if you're putting up there, it's a completely different set of runways we need to put on it. Oh, absolutely. And and uh, you know th this this is why it's better for you know I just don't want the headache. I don't want to do the work. I'd just rather call you. Well, and it, it just it makes it so much easier. For, like there's so many different considerations of vehicles. You you're a car guy. You know cars, and you know today they're you know cars have gotten heavier as well. That's right. And I you know last uh, when I was in California, I'm driving the small ish form factor performance EV, and it's 5,500 pounds. That's exactly it. You, with the new EVs, you don't realize how much heavier they are because of the batteries. Mm -hmm. And another problem with the lifts is saying, okay, I'm putting. An electric vehicle on there, I, what's the weight? Well, the weight now, you're 5,800 pounds when it's on a dry weight. You have to consider that with the lift you're actually putting on. 
So that plays into consideration as well. So all of these are the questions we get asked that we have to deal with. So instead of just saying, I can buy any lift, well, you can't. You need to pay attention to what you're driving, what you're going to be driving. The other question will be is, this is what I drive today, but I'm thinking about buying this tomorrow. Well, we have to be prepared for that as well. Mm. Lots of good questions. I mean, because you would think that people who, you know, I'm a car guy, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, you know, I, I can handle this stuff, and I don't have to read instructions first, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I might be guilty of that. <laughs> but, but there's so many things that you really have to consider. Um, you know, we talked earlier about uh, the style of hoist and whether your house can make it work, for example. Like the floor has to be so thick. That's, that's right. It's, that's a very good question as well is depending on the lift you're putting in, we have to pay attention to the floor. The a standard four post, you don't really have to pay attention to the mm-hmm. floor. Most buildings will actually be able to accommodate it. The If you're going to one of our specialty lifts, especially like one post we've spoken about, we need a minimum guaranteed depth of five inches because it's going to use the anchors. Right. And you're putting 10 anchors in the, into the floor to hold it. Oh, question two. A lot of people are downsizing and, and uh, they're moving into condos. Um, does you, let's all right? So you you moved into an older condo, for example. So you automatically get your car spot, but you want to have a second. You ever do those? Yes. So now what's going on is condo developers are now looking at saying, I don't have the footprint that I need to actually put two cars per family in, and most families have two cars. So what they're now doing is let's put a hoist in that'll accommodate two cars. But in so doing, they have to make sure they have the ceiling height, they have to have the width, they have to have the power considerations. Then it's also the type of lift you have to put in. It's not going to be a four post you're going to put in a condo mm-hmm. because there's benefits to it, but there's problems with it. We need a locking mechanism for the keys so you can turn it on and off so that I don't walk over and touch somebody else's lift. Right. I need um, a one that has the ramps built on so because I, I have nowhere to store the ramps. I also have a, need a solid bed. So there's all these different considerations that we are now when we're putting them in, and that's what developers are doing. So they're saying from the get-go, they're actually contacting saying, this is what we need. Okay, well, this is a lift that's going to work. This is what you're going to have to do to design to uh, accommodate that lift so you can accommodate the cars for all of your owners. So the architects or the engineers are actually considering this prior to the construction. Exactly. They have to because what happens, especially if you go in a condo tower, you look up at the ceiling, you'll see, hey, they've got 12-foot ceilings. But then you look at the sprinkler lines, right. the power lines, everything is hanging down. So what used to be a 12-foot ceiling is now a 9-foot. Mm. We can't fit. And most condo owners aren't going to have two Ferraris. So you won't be able to fit under that nine-foot ceiling. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So here's a question. In a scenario like that, um, you've, got, you've got, you know, full, full beds for the, for the uh, car that's on the lift. And let's say in that situation, somebody's coming in from uh, driving in the winter in a, sn- a snowstorm. They've got, you know, their car full of snow and ice, and eventually that's going to melt. How do you deal with, with that situation? Uh, another good question is when you've got the cars going in and out, you've got everything melting, it is going to melt. So you have a full bed as an example, so it protects the car underneath. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want. Oh, not just ramps you're talking, like a full... That's correct. Okay. So they, what they're called is they're actually called wave plates. And they're actually, they connect in like a tongue and groove type of connection. So they mm-hmm. actually are a complete solid bed. Okay. Which is also beneficial for not only protecting the car below, but it makes it easier to drive the vehicle on and off. Because if I'm accustomed to driving it on and I'm coming on with a Corvette that's six, 76 inches wide, I'm fine. But all of a sudden, let's say we want to bring the TR6 on that is only 48 inches wide. Right. Have I got enough space? Well, perfect. 
situation is I've got an entire bed, so I don't have to worry about anything. Well, I wouldn't worry. I couldn't care less if the TR6 fell off the hoist. I'd be calling the insurance company. <laughs> the money. Oh, just because you hate British cars. Oh, now. my God. Seriously. They don't, and they don't, they don't start in the rain anyways, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> well, they melt, too, I heard. I drove an MG once, you know, years ago, and the guy was so excited. And, and I said, this car has no brakes. And they went, oh, yeah, you just got to press a little harder. I went, get uh, out of here. <laughs> scary, scary, scary. You know, um, but I guess too. Well, a lot of people have antique cars, so they're big and heavy, and some can be, yeah, and leak guaranteed. I just actually had a guy in, and he wanted to know what it was going to cost to fix a, a a tranny leak on his T-Bird, and I said, "Well, I really need to see it." You know, um, automatic tranny in an older car. But I, I said, to be honest with you, um, you know, if it's just the odd drop, I wouldn't even touch it. You know, for the times that you're going to drive it. But again, there's the concern: is well, what about if I lift that up in the air and it's going to you know, go on the car underneath me. But I guess, too, you, if, even if you have ramps, do not make some kind of contraption bucket or m- material, cloth material, just to catch leaks like that? What we do is we bring them in from another fan- manufacturer. We actually have pl- what we call plastic drip trays that are, oh, our, okay. that are a plastic tray that actually cover the entire bottom. And the reason we use them is I can actually have them so they entire the, uh, cover the entire bottom of the car, and I can take them out, wash them with soap and water, put them right back in. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Easy. Got to yeah. love it. And you've got solutions for motorcycles as well. Yeah, we have. Uh, it's a really neat lift. It's actually a motorcycle one-post lift. So it's a duplicate of the car lift, but just much smaller. Mm-hmm. So you can drive the motorcycle on, put it there, lift it up so it's 48 inches of clearance underneath, and the, you can park your front end of your car underneath it so you have your garage now taking care of everything. That's just brilliant. So That is fantastic. They've got everything. Yeah, well, I, 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 you know, like we were talking, I like the idea of, of you know, uh, a, a very clean aesthetic in the garage. People are spending lots of money in the garage. Yeah. So if you're going you're gonna to finish it wonderfully, why not put a lift in there and have that be part of the entire garage so that it looks like it's, it's cohesively designed, engineered, and it looks. It, yeah, and you want to have it look like it fits, and you want yeah. to add to the overall stacks of the garage. And so we'll have people coming saying, I've just put my garage floor in. I put the cabinets in. I've got some red enhancements on the in the cabinets. I put a red fleck on the floor. Well, we can buy bring in a red lift that'll actually match with what you want. That wow. is fantastic. I love wow. this. I love this. Wow. Although I'm just thinking because <laughs> I know we've had our house painted before, and someone said after. It's not quite the color. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, um, not quite as easy to do when the hoist is installed. Yeah, exactly. A little no. late now. No. Yeah, sorry. No, no. I need you to tell me and sign here <laughs> that you're happy with this color because we ain't, there's no do-overs here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We're having a blast finding out how to stack cars up. I was thinking about Ron Popeil, you know. They had a patty stacker. Um, but uh, This used- might be before my time, Al. Oh, you don't remember that? You do more than just putting wax paper between the cars, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Only only once in a while. (laughs) This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and Michael Pierce from the Auto Loft. And joining us on the phone is David Pulla from Triangle Tire. Good morning, David. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Great to have you. Now, we were talking about, you know, car lifts, and, and if you've got lots of money and you want to save money, you, you could buy something cheaper, but car lifts aren't the way to do that, right? But if you've got a car that needs rubber, and and you don't have to worry about, you know, are, are they going to be good or not, 
you can go with an off-brand tire name. And, and I'll, I'll say off-brand, but, but Triangle has been around for like a million years, right? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, premium quality product uh, is, you know, being tested, putting through the ringers, and uh, essentially just a more affordable product that's going to continue to live up to expectations for the consumer. So. Right, and at the same time, I mean, there's you, you can't bring a tire into this country to put on cars that hasn't been approved by 14 different organizations, right? That's correct, yeah. We're going through all the, sa- the same safety protocols and testing that your premium brands would I had a set uh, on on one of my cars, and uh, you know, just just because, and uh, they were a huge night and day difference from the tires that were on there that were provided by you know that famous Canadian uh, retailer. And I got <laughs> I got to tell you, the, the night and day difference, the triangle tires were, were were quieter, they ran better. I think the car got better mileage. Like it was it was fantastic. Yeah, good. And that all comes down to putting the right tire on the right application as well, right? Depending on your driving habits, what vehicle. Um, speed ratings, load index, but uh, glad to hear you had a good experience. I've been selling the tires. I mean, I was selling triangle tires back when I was on the retail counter, uh, even installing, um, you know, a few years ago, so to say, but uh, premium quality product, and uh, it's available pretty much across the globe. So, Pricing-wise, if you're comparing it to your first line, for example, your Michelin or whatever, where, where do you come in? I mean, it really depends on on the segment and the models. Um, I would say anywhere, you know, in, into the sixty percent range, give or take. Oh, cool! So there's quite a, you know what? Especially now, I mean, you know, n- normally I would be trading my cars or flipping them, let's say every five years or so. But because of supply and demand, I'm going to have to hold on to that old car of mine. Um, but why would I want to? I, I am actually quite surprised where people will all of a sudden still go with a crazy price tire. I says you're only going to keep it for another year or two. Why? Why wouldn't you save the money? Yeah, and I mean that that's well said in terms of like lease returns. Um, you know, hanging onto your vehicles a little bit longer, even nowadays in inflationary times, right? So consumers are looking to hold on to their dollars a little bit closer. So why not save those extra few dollars um, and still go with a product that's going to perform to your everyday needs? Um, but you, you nailed it, right? If you're looking to hold on to something a little bit longer, it's maybe your second set of purchase uh, for your tires. Trying will be a perfect fit. And uh, what about coverage in terms of, you know, we talk about lots of cars here. And, and, and as a matter of fact, I don't, do you have anything for electric cars or not quite yet? So we're definitely uh, looking into that segment. Uh, we're doing our testing. But at this point in time, we don't. Uh, with that said, um, having the right tire and the right application is crucial. But we do have a you know, wide variety of tires available, whether it be summer, uh, UHP all seasons, uh, or even into the SUV and, and light truck categories that would be suitable, but not a specific uh, designated EV tire. You got to do that soon because I we just had to price out a set of tires for a guy's Tesla, and and he'd only gotten about twenty five k's on it. He was not very happy about that. Yeah, that is, consumers are going to have to get used to that. I mean, uh, there are designated products that are going to excel in this category, but uh, with the weight of an EV, the instant torque. Um, you need a, a, a pretty special tire to adhere to that. So, but you guys actually started on on off the road vehicles, right? That's correct. So, just working in some technologies uh, in into the mixing phases, um, and uh, there's definitely going to be a little bit more development there into the consumer lineup over the coming months here. But certainly, you've got the experience of about 
big, heavy friggin' vehicles, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> big like, earth movers. Yeah, serious equipment. Right, right, right. Yeah. We're not talking Volkswagen Beetles here. Brian? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And we'll take those technologies and we'll bleed that right through to our consumer. Life. Exactly. Yeah, so, David, are your are your retailers all ready for the, the spring changeover going, uh, changeover going from winter tires to, to summer tires? Oh, my goodness. I think everyone's been waiting for this. We've had uh, a few samples of, of spring weather here over the last few weeks, and then uh, you quickly turn the page, and the next day it looks like a, you know, a February day again. So uh, sun is shining today. It's a beautiful day out. I was out earlier this morning and uh, spoke to a few friends at some tire dealers, and everybody's excited. Uh, tires are rolling, and uh, safe to say that spring changeover season's here. And they've got inventory? They've got plenty of inventory. Tires have landed. Uh, we've seen uh, freight and, and shipping timelines being reduced now um, from what we've been used to the last few years here. So uh, inventory tires are on the shelves and uh, yeah, ready to rock. So All right. I'm going to ask some basic questions here because uh, you told me you started off as a tire buster, right? That's correct. Yeah, tire technician, warehouse, you name it. All right. Buddy's going to change his own tires. How does he do that? Well, first and foremost, you want to make sure that you've got all the necessary tools, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you you want to make sure that you have all, uh, all the equipment needed. And when uh, when I mentioned that, the most important thing is having your torque wrench, mm-hmm. right? So every everyone has the um, the tools to be able to take the tires on and off. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that uh, you're torquing the tires to what your vehicle calls for, right? So that's going to ensure safety uh, once the installation process is through. Mm-hmm. But uh, nonetheless, you want to you want to you want to be readily um, equipped for that. Take your tires off. Check your tire pressures. You you want to look at the wear on your tires. See if anything looks uh, out of the norm here. You don't need to be a you know tire enthusiast or a professional to necessarily uh, know that something's going wrong with the wear of your tires. Mm-hmm. You can kind of see it. Though. It'll it'll be screaming at you. Uh, but nonetheless, you you want to you know have a good look at your tires. Um, see if there's any odd wear on it. Check your tire pressures. See if there's any um, you know age effect, whether it be weather cracking, channel cracking within the tires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then while the tires are off, let's look at our brakes. Right, it's that time of year, so um, take advantage of of the tires being off your vehicle. Make sure your brakes have sufficient uh, brake pad life left, and and your rotors are in good shape. I uh, you, you could you, you know what uh, you just you know what you're doing. I I got a job for you if you need one. You know, come up to Glen Allen on Monday morning. We're busy, eh? Well, David sounds qualified. He knows also. what he's doing. You know what? I, I think I think he uh, he's he's looking. Uh, he's he's offering you a job, David. I think that's what's going on. You know what? We we might be able to make something work here, fellas. We'll see. All right, and he knows to look for that extra work. You know, hey, the wheels are off. Look look at brakes. It doesn't take much to do that. That's right. And of course, uh, and the one thing to do a couple days or a week or so later is check the torque again, right? 100%. So anywhere between, you know, 50 and 150 kilometers, uh, depending on your driving habits. You, you definitely want to retorque and just make sure that everything's to spec, uh, nice and tight, but not overly tight, right? So Right, right, right. And what I always tell people, if, if it sounds like when you're driving it, the wheel's loose, <laughs> there's... It could Uh-oh. be. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it just might be, right? You got some vibrations and a good shake going. Uh, yeah, let's get to the side of the road. So. Yeah, I know most of us guys will say, well, I saw it turn the radio up a little bit, but uh, <laughs> eventually, you know. <laughs> That's one way to deal with it. <laughs> I hear you knocking, but you can't come off. <laughs> right, thank you very much, sir. Triangle Tire. What's the website? TriangleTire.ca. All right. Having, gentlemen. Thank you. Have yourself a great weekend. And I'll see you Monday. I'll have a clean set of coveralls for you.
bright and early. All right. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We got to take a break, but we'll be right back. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. I'm Brian Max in studio with Alan Gelman from Glen Allen Motors and Michael Paris is our guest this week from the Auto Loft. Yeah, you Thanks couldn't hear me. you couldn't hear the break, but the guys were laughing at me, okay? I said like <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the it's supply we, chain it's, issue it's is a problem. We, no, we, we laugh because we love you. That's <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. But, you know, Michael has hoists available, which is great. So Not hoists. Lifts. Lifts. <laughs> you can't call them a hoist? <laughs> I don't think anybody does. You do, no. though, in your shop. Uh, we do. We just yeah. put it on the hoist. Yeah, exactly. Put it on the lift. I'm sorry. Lift is an elevator. I think, I, think the, I think the hoist is more the commercial term. Like for the, the residential guy, you'll call them a lift. Okay, okay, okay. Well, listen, if I want to get a lift out of life for, in general. For your home. For my Ferrari uh, yes. that I don't have, perhaps in my dreams. Um, you have product available, and, and if I need an install, and, and it has, doesn't have to be custom, how quick can I get that done? Our typical turnaround right now is about two weeks. Wow. Whoa. We incredible. Have, we have them in stock. We have almost all models in stock. Mm-hmm. And we can just turn you around a couple weeks. Typically, we're doing, at this point in time, we're doing about one a day. Wow. Uh, if we get really busy, we'll be up to two a day. But we'll get you, we can get you usually scheduled in within two weeks. Now, question. Uh, we talked about the floor, of course. And, you know, if it's a four-poster, it's not a big deal that the, a, cust- a regular floor is going to be good enough anyways. Uh, what about electrical power? Most of our lifts, we run on a 110. Okay. We like the, the use of a plug-and-play as opposed to putting a 220 in where the customer actually has to go and get an electrician to do it. Oh, so if there's an outlet in the garage for me to use my drill, it's good enough to put up a hoist. Exactly. Sometimes what you may need to do is you may need to have your electrician come back, put that on its own separate breaker mm-hmm. so it gets good amperage. But typically, we've got a good power source, and they work right away. And we bring them in on purpose at a 110. Perfect. And, that's, uh, that's just brilliant. Well, I guess part of that, too, is it not being a commercial unit, you know, uh, it doesn't have to go up in 10 seconds, right? Exactly. And quite honestly, there's really no difference in the speed. But when you're using them every day as in your shop, <clears throat> going up and down that much, you're using more power if you were using a 110. Right. But the average person might take it up once a day and bring it down once a day. They're not using enough power to justify the 220 savings. And safety locks, safety provisions on the hoist? Every, every lift, doesn't matter Sorry if it's ours lift. or... I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every, every, every lift, um, regardless of whether it's one of ours or one of our competitors, have safety locks at every level. And they're about every five inches. It's basically the same as what you're running into your shop. Right. You'll have them. And, and don't disable them because then you're, no. you're crazy for That's doing that. That's a bad idea. And uh, for those of you who are concerned about the color coordination of the looks of your garage, you, you do custom colors. We take care of that as well. So we bring in multiple, multiple colors. If someone wants us to special order the color, we'll have it made at the factory and bring it in that way. No kidding? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Well, are you going to get a fancy car? Also, you, have, you ever match the car? We've had people that will turn around and say, you know, I have a Ferrari, Ferrari red. The issue we'll put is... You want to make sure that you're putting it in, you're not going to have a color clash because the reds will never be exactly the same. So if it's important to you, you might want to say, well, I've also got uh, yellow. Okay, well, so we'll create you a yellow lift that'll go with the black car, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, for, well, Ferrari, Ferrari reds and yellows, they do vary as well. Yeah. And, of course, if it's an older one, it's probably changed color a little exactly. bit. Everything changes color over time. Exactly. Who would have thought? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no <laughs> kidding. No kidding. But for the most part, these are hoists or lifts that are built just to get the car out of the way, right? We're not talking about, you know, you're not going to be doing 
mechanical work on your vehicle. Correct. Like you can use the four post you can use to do some mechanical work as well, but uh, there is limitations because right. you have to get around the four post. You have to get up uh, through it. You're not going to do a bottom out engine installation. Right. You right. just yeah. don't have the space. No. You, well, if you've got a Ferrari, you're paying someone else to do it. Exactly. Oh, oh that's right. And you're paying a lot for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at the same time, you do have jack posts that, uh, that are available to put yes, on there. Yes, we do. We sell those as well. We, anytime we do, we will say, basically say, I can give you the expensive solution or I can give you the inexpensive solution. Here are your, here are your options. All right. Autoloft, where do they find you? Uh, we have our website, autoloft.ca. We're located uh, Don Valley and Eglinton, and we also have a 1-800 number, and we do all of Southern Ontario. What's your, what's your phone number? Uh, my direct line, 416-200-7141. want to thank Elliot Silverstein from CAA. If you think you're spending too much money, you should check in anyways. They, they that got, was the whole point. Yeah, they've got lots of information about insurance as well. Okay, and of course, David Pula, if you're looking for tires. Triangle tire? Triangle tire. It's a great way to go. You only need a couple more years. I'm going to say at half price almost. You can't lose. Carlos, got to run. Or you're telling me I got to go. <laughs> We're out of here. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks Have so a great much. week, and uh, have a great long weekend, everyone. You Take too. Care. Thanks Bye-bye. for having me. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.